You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest release of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMI. I'm Seamus Strapp from our customer treasury unit and I'm joined today by AIB's Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. Ollie, if we can start with the manufacturing PMI, April's number of 36 was down significantly versus the March number of 45.1. And let's remind ourselves of February's numbers of 51.2. Can you highlight some of the key findings for us, please, Ollie? Well, not surprisingly, the PMI data, both for manufacturing and services for April, showed the impact of the coronavirus and in particular the lockdowns and the measures to contain the spread of the virus on economic activity here. In terms of the April figure, the decline the month you mentioned, it was 45 in March down to 36 in April. That's a nine-point fall. That was the biggest monthly fall on record. But it's when you get into the details of the figures, you see the extent of the impact the restrictions are having. In terms of the surveys, 70% of the firms that responded saw a fall in output. And output actually fell to a record low of 21.6. So the overall index, as you say, was 36. But actually, in terms of output, which is a key measure, was down at 21.6. Then in terms of orders, which are obviously important in terms of signaling future output levels, etc., two-thirds of firms reported declines in orders. And I suppose we have seen big increases in jobless numbers in the live register and what have you. And this is borne out by, you know, incredibly 40% of firms uh, cut staff numbers in the month. So, you know, these are very, very bleak figures. And on top of that, you know, firms are reporting, you know, a marked depletion in the levels of backlogs or unfilled orders in the month. So the data are very, very weak. But they, they didn't come to a surprise as a surprise to us. We, we have preliminary or flash data of the US, the UK and the Eurozone for the month. And they've shown very, very similar readings. So, uh, you know, this is worldwide, the advanced economies in terms of the impact on activity, the very negative, negative impact, steep falls in manufacturing output right across the world. Okay, and Ali, as restrictions ease in the weeks and months ahead in Ireland, however slow that may be, how quick do you think the rebound is likely to be? There's been plenty of talk of a a V-shaped recovery, which has been part of the narrative since the crisis began. Well, I don't want to get into the letters too much, but I think we're probably not going to see a V-shaped recovery as the restrictions are going to be only eased very, very slowly. It's more likely to be a U-shaped recovery. What I would say in the surveys, there's a couple of glimmers of hope. I mean, first of all, the decline in orders in March uh, was much bigger than in April. So that was a positive sign. And secondly, one of the final questions they ask in the, the survey of firms is the, the outlook for the next 12 months in terms of activity levels. And that did fall very, very steeply in March, but there was hardly any change in the index reading for April. So there are signs that maybe business sentiment is beginning to stabilise. And as we get through April and the period of the lockdowns, we are looking down the road at restrictions being eased at some stage. So, I mean, activity will rebound. Uh, there's no doubt about that from these very, very low levels. It will depend, I think, on the speed at which restrictions are lifted and hopefully that they don't have to be reimposed again. And obviously, it's not just Ireland. I mean, we're a very open economy here. We export a lot of our manufacturing output. So we're looking to, I mean, the virus has taken hold in our market. We can think of the UK. We can think of the Eurozone. 
in terms of France, Germany, the Benelux, Spain, Italy, and also the US. So it's not just the course of the virus here and how successful we are getting it under control. We need our major markets to see restrictions lifted there as well. You know, April is probably going to be the low point or May, and then we will see the index recover as restrictions are eased. Okay, Ali, and just switching to the services PMI, April's number came in at 13.9 versus 32.5 in March, which is a phenomenal drop at first glance. Uh, is it fair to say that, that this is no surprise given the sectors involved? Yeah, and again, to put that in context, I mean, the reading with these indices, anything above 50 is expanding output and below 50 is declining. Now, the, the reading for February was virtually 60, 59.9, which was showing rapid growth in services output. As you say, it fell in sharply in March and then plunged to these record low levels. I mean, we've never seen figures like this before. I mean, to put it into a historical context, the 13.9 reading for service output, that compares to the lowest figure during the great financial crisis the global economy and Irish economy suffered back in 2008, 2009, 2010. The lowest reading then was 31.8, and we're at 13.9. Now, again, looking at the figures elsewhere, it's right in line with what we're seeing in the Eurozone, the US, uh, or, or, or sorry, the UK. The Eurozone figure for April was 11.7. The UK was 12.3, so we're slightly higher at 13.9. But I say these are just very bleak figures. Uh, it, what it shows is a collapse in activity. You're literally, you know, for the service sector in particular, it's weaker than the manufacturing sector. Uh, activity has ground to a complete halt. And within the survey, they cover four sectors. And two in particular are, are, have been very, very weak. And, you know, people won't be surprised by this. But the, the tourism leisure sector, the reading was just 5.7, I think. And then in general business services, it was below 10 as well. The IT sector and financial services were stronger. But again, it just reflects where the, I suppose the lockdowns have impacted most in terms of impacting activity. And again, when you look at the details of the data, it's remarkable the extent to which activity has been impacted. Again, in terms of firms that responded, 78% of them reported much lower levels of activity. 80% of them reported falls in order. And as of the manufacturing side, again, it was 40% of firms have actually cut staff numbers and a 60% decline in backlogs of unfilled worker uh, backlogs of orders. So this is, you know, it really suggests that for large parts of the economy, you know, business activity has ground to a virtual halt, a very, very weak service. Okay, Ali, you mentioned uh, job shedding earlier in relation to the unemployment rate rising sharply. Where do you think that will stabilise? Well, I hope it won't stabilise. I mean, uh, the, the, the March figure, first of all, the unemployment figure here has been running below 5% for quite some time, below 5% in February. It then spiked higher in March to 16.5%. It's likely to go well above 20%, I suggest, in April. Now, it will come down as the economy reopens and restrictions are lifted. But again, we're going back to the global financial crisis and the economic crash of over a decade ago, the unemployment rate got to 16%. This time, it's likely to get to 22, 23%, or even forecasts of 25%. I mean, a million workers now are in some form of state support. Now, some of them are being kept on by their employers with subsidised wage levels from the state. But, I mean, there's 2.5 million people in the labour force in the country, and over a million are um, either being supported by the state in terms of wage subsidies or are unemployed. So you can see why figures that the unemployment rate might get to 25% come from. 
but you know uh, as sectors reopen people will get back to work but there will be what we call scarring effects here unemployment will fall but it's, it's going to be a long long time before we see it getting back down towards five percent it will fall steeply this is a very unusual recession in the sense that the impact has been very sudden it is an immediate collapse in activity an immediate surge in unemployment most recessions build over time so it can take two or three years for unemployment to peak the, the recession itself can last a couple of years on this occasion the decline in output is very very steep there's no doubt about that but the hope is that we'll get we, we've seen uh, in the past week gdp reports for the eurozone the us and in the in Europe, in economies like France and Italy and Spain, output has fallen by five percent in quarter one. It's probably going to be a double-digit decline in quarter two. But thereafter, as the economies reopen, we'd expect output to pick up again in the second half of the year. So, this is a very unusual recession. It's a very severe recession, but it's likely to be a very short recession. And, you know, I'd say if the services sector, this might be the low in terms of the readings, and we could see higher readings over the next number of months as restrictions are gradually lifted and activity begins to pick up. But, uh, you know, it's going to, for certain sectors in particular, we can think of the leisure industry, we can think of the, the transport sector, air transport, and what have you, there's job losses, been, large job losses been announced there. These sectors could take a couple of years to recover. Others will recover much more quickly. But I think it's fair to say, you know, April and May will be the low points and activities should pick up over the balance of the year. Now, now, the two drivers that are not economics, I mean, in terms of the pace of recovery, one will be the extent to which the, the virus lingers and restrictions have to remain in place. And the second thing that worries people is that we may see the virus subside, but it could reemerge over, over the winter uh, or the early part of next year and lockdowns have to be reimposed. But I think for now, you know, the service confirmed the damage that has been done to the economy by the coronavirus and the measures put in place to contain it. But within the survey, there are signs. Again, on the services side, business sentiment is stabilising after the steep falls in March, uh, suggesting that looking down the road, the expectations are that output will recover over the next number of months. But I say for some sectors, they'll take a long time to get back to where they were before the virus struck. Okay, so there is a small glimmer of hope then, and let's hope that this is the low for the services PMI and indeed the manufacturing PMI. Thanks, Oli, as always, for your insightful commentary and analysis. And thanks to you, our customers and listeners, for joining us today. For those customers impacted, you can find details of AIB support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Remember to stay close to all our podcasts by pressing the subscribe button on AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS and Android. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.